Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger Style, Lee Moriarty, Domino Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. And welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your guide to on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared J. Hawk Hawkins, and joining me, as always, the Dick Dastardly of Professional Wrestling Podcast, Charlie Butter. What? What does that even mean? It means whatever you want it to mean. Did you ever watch old school Hanna-Barbera cartoon, like Wacky Rakes and... So, so long ago? I don't even remember... So, Dick Dastardly was one of the villains on Wacky Races. Okay. And then they gave, then they gave him and hit, gave him his own spinoff. And then he was a villain on Laugh Olympic. I just wanted to call you a bad guy for like 30 seconds more than anything else. Oh, he's the, the mustache dude that would always fucking twirl his mustache. I got you. Yeah. Had a pet dog named Muttley. His, his okay. name was Richard Milhouse Dastardly. How dare you call him Dick Dastardly? That's, that's kind of mean. <laughs> Did you just look that up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to look up what you just fucking called me. What do you think I'm going to do? <laughs> Realistically, I watched that show because I like Muttley. I don't, anyway. Yeah, they have their own spinoff, too. Dastardly and Muttley in their flying machines. Yeah. And then when Laugh Olympic was a thing, they were part of the really rotten, the heel team that actually won one. People forget <laughs> that. The heel actually won one. That's amazing. What's going down in Groove Town? Dude, you're so old. We have established that. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I just referenced you by the name of a freaking 1970 cartoon villain. Of course, we've established that. This is true. This is true. Not a whole lot, man. Uh, so I had some business meetings yesterday in the uh, the Twitter DMs. Working and on you, some, and I, you, you and me both, actually, but go ahead. Working on some... Uh, some new projects can't speak on them just yet, but they're, I'm pretty excited for, for both of them. So I know you're super excited for yours as well. going to be very busy the next month. Let me just put it that way. I'm going to be very, very busy podcasting the next month, which is why people think that all you do and can, I wish this was all I did. If I could just, <laughs> if I could like work on projects related to wrestling and podcast and do that kind of stuff. That's like the dream job at this point. Like, I would love to just be able to do that instead of have to go work in a warehouse 40 hours a week. Uh, you and me both at this point. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Although, not like it's ma- like going to matter for me in two weeks. I got coming to jury duty coming up here. So, that'll be fun. <laughs> yes, you're going to convict a murderer. That's what's going to happen. It's probably going to be some freaking people court type trial over like 50 bucks or some shit. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I legit don't know what it's going to be, and even if I do know, I'm not, I'm not, not allowed to say anything until it's over anyway, because it's not, not going to make any difference. But Thanks for the Girl Scout cookies, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. And I'm sure there will be extra available for anybody who in the Northeast Ohio area who wants to come. You can get hold of me via the DM. We'll get you, t- we'll get you hooked up. Okay, so any, anyway, uh, I guess we should make note here. Uh, I guess Jerry does listen to our show because <laughs> he tweeted about it the other day. Oh man, that's huge news on this podcast. The uh, the man behind Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium mentioned our podcast on Twitter. Yeah. So, no. see, I, I uh, told everybody all this time that he listened. Nobody believed me. They told me, "No, that's not true. He doesn't have time." Well, guess what? 
he knows about the intro to our show. <laughs> At, 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 the, at the minimum, he listened to the first 30 seconds of our show one night. Yes, probably on accident. And then just <laughs> was like, nope, never, ever again. He, they got Jesse yelling at me at the beginning. This is not a good, not a good sign. Let's just turn this off. <laughs> uh, we know you're listening, Jerry. We love you. Do you? I don't know. I just. I'm trying to, I'm trying to kick a cat for a promo code. Oh, yeah. Well, you know eventually or you know what we may just do we may just make a new segment called promo code of the week and just offer up a different promo code every week <laughs> i mean so kind of, at the rate kind we're of like going we were I, before kind of what we were doing before pro wrestling pondering started uh, yeah because they have a code so we just use their code all the time now but maybe we just do code of the week and we just before we go into the review we just give you the the special Here's the code for five free days, and it's, you know, whatever promotion we're covering that week or something. Maybe we'll have to start doing that again. We're doing our business meeting on the air now. You see how that works. Yes. We're, very, we're a very professional operation here. 100%. It's, it's a beautiful HD sound. You know, I got expensive equipment here. I've spent damn near a grand on. Why not? Like actually, my next big purchase, I'm spending most of grand on updating my equipment. Oh, man. You might need to get some type of ball gag for your fiance so we don't have to listen to her when we start up every week. So just saying, you could probably get one of those pretty cheap. Probably should work on getting that one first. And I bet she'd really like it if you put some peanut butter on the inside before you put it in her mouth. So How do you know I don't already have one of those? <laughs> I'm going to pretend like you didn't already have one. How about that? <laughs> and then you can pretend that you bought one. <laughs> show going off the road we've got we've got the iwtv stuff yeah no oh, no God. we're not get, we're not getting there now it's not happening <laughs> it's, oh, God. it says banter we're doing banter <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. oh god i'm off so hard to get in covid fuck <laughs> oh man all right so uh this week we did debut uh bonus episode the the debut of on a tear i finally did it i have my own interview series that is a bonus to this show yeah that will be on our feed it will be yeah, a separate show but on our on our feed yeah so like we're still going to do interviews as like a weekly thing on here from time to time uh mine are gonna specifically go to the on a tear series but jared's still gonna do them and they will cover for a week here and there uh, i know you do have one coming up probably towards the end of the month i don't want to say anything officially until it's in the can but uh yeah probably probably about two weeks for that one as long as long as things don't change everything's been agreed upon as far as date and time to record but you never know what's going to happen think it yeah yeah new booking can come up people can get sick so we're not going to have anything officially until it's actually recorded and ready to go right so but just look forward to more interviews jared's gonna step into that realm uh, he's already done it previously on another podcast so he's gonna be doing that and i'm gonna keep going with my on a tear series my goal is i want to do 12 interviews for the year um so far it's looking like i'm going to hit that before probably the end of summer if i keep up my rate of just bothering everybody i can for an interview <laughs> <laughs> but once i hit my 12 then i don't have to do anymore if i don't want to for the rest of the year but i'm probably will i've enjoyed what i've done so far so 
Oh, I mean, you get you, you two are get two already with the Bobby Beverly interview, and then the Alec Kane interview that's up now. Yes, yeah, so I only have to do ten more. <laughs> and you got one planned for you're planning on recording one later this week for a future episode. No. Yeah, that's that's uh, if everything goes as planned, there will be a new one this Friday as well. So we're gonna have two Fridays in a row and two weeks in a row with bonus episodes. Last week was Alex Kane, and the coming week I won't tell you until it's recorded. So. Okay, and again, we're not we're not trying to keep things secret on purpose, but yeah, because it can come big. It's a rule. We just, it's just the rule. Like you don't promote something until it's, it's you have it physically in your hands. I usually don't even mention it until it happens. That way, here's all the info. Have fun. But yeah. Um. So I was looking at our uh, downloads for the week, and we got some very interesting downloads. Okay. So we got downloads from Uruguay, the Ukraine, Portugal, Japan, which I'm pretty sure was my cousin because he lives in Japan. Uh, let's see. We got some from the United Kingdom, some from Canada. And United a bunch- Kingdom doesn't surprise me. My old, my old podcast was really big in the United Kingdom for some reason. Interesting. And then the United States is just, the map is glowing now with like locations. Like our big download location this week is Texas interesting yeah um so we got california colorado nebraska kansas mississippi georgia kentucky virginia new york pennsylvania of course ohio and michigan so yeah thank you texas for for jumping in on the pod yeah, and with California being one of the top ones there tells me we got to start working on some of these west coast independents that are on the curve yeah we got to start uh heading out west i guess as, as you would say uh also i i mentioned this on twitter but i haven't gotten any response if you listen to us and you're from canada talk to us on twitter i want to know how you found us in canada so uh at iwtv guide hit us up let us know how you found us because you guys have been putting in some uh some big numbers so i want to know where you guys are actually located other than ontario and uh, how you found us all right let's get uh to what's on iwtv this week What's on IWTV? Tuesday, March 16th at 8 p.m. Eastern, New South Pro Wrestling, Action Clash, Episode 27. Followed by Wednesday, March 17th at 7 p.m. Eastern, Limitless Wrestling, The Road, Season 3, Episode 4. And that's followed by 10 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday, Paradigm Pro, No Hook, Episode 6. Thursday, we got a doubleheader. At 8 p.m. Eastern, Beyond Wrestling, the Signature Series, Episode 4, followed by 9 p.m. Eastern, Deathmatch Down Under, Smashing Sandcastles. Friday, March 19th at 7 p.m. Eastern, Limitless Wrestling, Double Vision. Saturday, at 8 p.m. Eastern, H2O Wrestling presents Bad Luck, It Can't Last Forever. And that's what's on IWTV this week. Uh, Now, stuff that did show up on demand after we recorded last week uh this past saturday two episodes of the owa title tournament are up now so you can definitely check those out uh i believe one of the matches on that show is actually bobby beverly versus nolan edward which is a very intriguing match for me and airing right now well it was airing when we started recording uh and i don't think it's up on demand yet but it was airing live was smarch sadness from create a pro it's actually showing yeah it's it's featured now so you can actually go ahead back and watch that now so yeah 
Choose your champion from OWA and create a pro Smarch Sadness. Also, Unsanctioned Hardcore Cup 2021 is still available. There's a, another episode of the Signature Series from Beyond. We're going to talk about the first two, but they, they're up to four episodes right now. So definitely check those out. Uh, did you see the trailer for the life of a very good professional wrestler that's going to debut during the showcase of the independence? I did. I'm looking very forward to watching that. That looked very good. That yes, trailer was fantastic. That is a great concept. I hope to see more of them. So, but that one's an awesome one. Uh, AJ Gray was joking about not them not being able to record him and not doing that with him. So <laughs> I can only imagine what he would be doing. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's no, and there can endless supply a guy they could follow around for for a couple of days. You know, Absolutely, film something like that for. Absolutely, I don't know. I don't know if you'll see it because of his relationship with Game Changer, but I'd love to see him follow Nick Gage for a fucking day. <laughs> That'd be very interesting. Very, very. Well, I mean, I guess he still works for AIW too, so it could still be yeah. a thing. But all right, well, let's get into uh, let's get into the review. The weekly review. <laughs> All right, and this week we are doing the Beyond Wrestling Signature Series, Episode 1 and 2. These shows are being filmed at the H2O Wrestling Center in Williamtown, New Jersey. Uh, a very interesting concept for how these shows are working here, because the, the, the first three episodes follow a very distinct format. You're opening up with an intergender showcase match, then you've got a match in the Tournament for Tomorrow tournament, and then you've got a match in the Round Robin tournament. Yeah, so the Tournament for Tomorrow is a tag team tournament. And the teams in that are as follows. The Rep, Dave McCall, and Nate Carter. 40 Acres, which is Trey Lamar and PB Smooth. Faith in Nothing, which is Vincent Nothing and Ricky Shane Page. Milk Chocolate, which is Brandon Watts and Randy Summers. The Bird and the Bee, which is Solo Darling and Willow Nightingale. And I'm probably going to butcher this name, but let's I'll try it here and you can correct me if it's wrong. Because... I couldn't hear it when I did the thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and do it for you. Ephemera. Ephemera. St. Jackson DuPont. And Edith Surreal. So they actually did this really cool crossover where uh, there's this new company that's on YouTube called Enjoy Wrestling based out of Pittsburgh. And on that show, Ziggy Heim unmasked Still Life and took her mask and still life had to leave and get to this beyond show for this for the for the tag match uh that happens in the second episode and uh surprise surprise we get a name change so it's super awesome i like the way they did that that's really cool um definitely anytime you can come up with something really unique like that that really gets me going creatively with like how great wrestling can be you know what i mean absolutely and then they have the round robin tournament. And the four men involved in that round robin tournament are Tony Deppin, Chris Dickinson, Matt McCounkey, and Wheeler Yuta. Now, I now obviously round robin tournament. Everybody wrestling, everybody won in the tournament. Did they say if they're doing a point system or if it's straight win loss record? I don't. I don't. I don't think I, if they mentioned on commentary, I didn't catch it. I did not look for that information. That's a very good question. I do not have that information. Is magic implying the uh, the point system two point for a win one for a draw? Man. Okay, that makes but sense. I don't then. know if that's actually what they're doing or not. I, I don't think it was mentioned. Okay, well, 
it's going to basically be the same thing either way. We've got the best win-loss record at the end of it. It's going to be the winner of the thing. But I mean, I guess. Yeah, that works. So let's get into the first episode. Okay, and we open with our intergender showcase match. Jordan Oliver taking on Trisha Dora. This fucking match, dude. Looking good. Looking definitely really good. So uh, I really liked in this match was specifically when Jordan would try to go for the Boston Crab and Trish would grab his ankle. And then, like, if he tried one way, she'd grab the other ankle and hold on. That was awesome to see, like, the way she just, like, kept countering it. Yeah, and Oliver worked the back a lot, trying to cut up the Boston Crab. With a lot of lot of good moves on, onto the back. I love, you mentioned the counter to that Boston Crab. Uh, late in the match when Adora is doing her comeback, Oliver takes a nasty bump on his shoulder. So when Oliver finally does lock the Boston Crab in later in the match, he had the ankle clutching his shoulder and he can't hold on to the hold. Great touch. I enjoyed that a lot. Mm-hmm. And then it does wind up being Trisha Dora getting the win with the Lariat in about 12 minutes. Yes, the uh, nice, Lariat Tubman. Yeah, a nice long match to get get things started. And it was really good. Yeah, this really piqued my interest, and I definitely had to check out this show uh, when it aired live uh, when I heard that this match was actually going to open the show. So I was like, I got to see this. And that's why I was like, oh, I think it's time we finally do Beyond. So what what, what will we have next? From there, we go to our quarterfinal match in the Tournament for Tomorrow Tag Team Tournament. It is the team of 40 Acre, PB Smooth and Trey Lamar, taking on the rep of Dave McCall and Nate Carter. That was a pretty big tag team match. I felt like it didn't really get going like it could have. I don't. I think it probably could have used a few more minutes, honestly. Uh, I will say there is that uh, Trey Lamar flying body press is a thing of beauty. Got a lot of height on it. It looked really pretty. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, Carter just lariat the fuck out of Trey. Like, I thought he ripped, he ripped his fucking head off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they've got brilliant blind tag late in the match. Where, yeah. Yeah. That makes PB Smooth the legal man. Which three? You know, which end up giving them the advantage late, and Trey Lamar gets the pin, uh, hitting the froggy bow, the frog flash elbow drop onto McCall in about eight minutes. It really felt like it was just getting going when it ended. I, I definitely would have liked to see this one go a few minutes longer. Yeah, I wasn't too familiar um, with the rep, but uh, they seemed to be—I don't know—they kind of seemed like they were a little bit off their game to start. Um, I know that there were several times where they were trying to do a Samoan drop to PB and they, like, they kind of, uh, to me, I, I might not have been paying full attention to it, but I think I was like, you just had trouble getting them up both times. I don't know if that was a st- part of the story they were trying to tell, or if it just, he legitimately, I was having trouble getting them up. Um, at one point he did get them up and they did hit the uh, Samoan drop neck breaker, which looked real good. But all right, from there, we have our main event of episode one. It is match number one in the round robin challenge. Tony Deppin taking on Chris Dickinson. Uh, based on our conversation before we went on the air, I think you and I are going to disagree on this match a little bit here. Because I love this match. I thought this was fantastic. I don't, I'm not saying I didn't like it. I mean, I'm not. I like I will watch a match with either of these guys in it. OK, that's not that's not the issue. The issue is that I like Tony Deppin as a heel working certain people i'm not a big chris dickinson fan like i'm sure people there's people out there that like him and that's fine but the specifically the end of the match made me throw away everything else about the match and i hated the finish the rest of the match was was pretty fine i mean it's what i expected out of the two of them which i mean is is very good wrestling 
hundred percent, not, not denying that, but I mean, you work the arm the entire match. You don't finish the match with the arm and no sell at the, uh, like when you go into the finish, I'm sorry. Like it doesn't work for me. Usually it's you that it doesn't work for. So <laughs> I can't believe that I'm the one that's being the stickler on this, but I, I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you on the finish. I, I, I didn't take me as far out of it as it did you, obviously. Uh, basically, we've got Devin spending a large portion of the match working on Dickinson's arm. Dickinson finally gets control. He's working the leg pretty well. Uh, we do it. The finish winds up being Dickinson locking in the FTF at about, I've got 14.38 on my watch for the win. Quite, I mean, I get what you're saying. The arm was worth that much. You probably shouldn't have had the FTF locked in as well. As at least did. not with that arm. If he was going to do it, use one arm or like have him sell that the arm was hurting while he was trying to lock it in. He legit just did it and like flexed his arm the entire time while doing it. And I'm like, yeah, that arm's really hurt now. But like, if you watch the Trisha Dora match, like the things that were sold in that is why that match worked. Like he worked on her back and then tried to put her in the Boston crab and he had trouble with it because his arm was worked on. So like he couldn't lock it in because it hurt to hold her, her legs. Like you don't establish that in the first match and then go to the main event and then have that not matter after that was what the story of the match was. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with your, with your take on that, but this isn't as blatantly bad as a watching guys blow each other up with a cloaker for 30 minutes and have a sparkler go off in the fucking corner. <laughs> I honestly, I'm not even going to go there because I, I, I don't, <laughs> Nobody needs our opinion on that. Everybody that wants to say what they've said is said. And I digress. Let's get back to this match. So, okay. The match itself was great. The ending still to me just fell flat for me because that specific thing, maybe I missed the part where he was just strong styling through it and it didn't matter for those moments. But even post when he let go of it, he didn't hold the arm, do anything. It just, that was it. They shook hands, you know, went their separate ways. So yeah, yeah, and again, I'm not disagreeing with your take on that. I, I honestly don't even think it really dawned on me how uh, that it was the same arm when he locked the hold in when I when I first watched it. Or no. Maybe that's why I didn't I didn't make the connection. No, I don't know. I just I don't know. Maybe I'm a little biased because I don't really care for Dickinson, but I just it is what it is. I guess overall, I, though, the first episode had me hooked, and I was like, I need to see more. So obviously, we watched another episode. So. <laughs> Yeah, I will. I've seen a lot more Chris Dickinson in the last month. I think I've ever seen a Chris Dickinson between the stuff we've covered for this show and the stuff he's been doing for New Japan. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the second show here. And this opened with our intergender showcase match, Aaron Rourke against Delmi Echo. Uh, Aaron Rourke, I don't think I'd ever seen before this match. I love Delmi Echo. I was looking really forward to this early. Uh, the, and unlike in the first show, every match kind of started off kind of slow. They, t- they started off hot here. Yeah. yeah they're in a really quick pace earlier. Delmi gets a cut, cutter very early on to get an advantage. Rourke finally gets the advantage, and he's cheating the whole way through. We've got a clear here and a heel and a clear baby face. Echo hits another cutter to start her comeback. They hit, did go through about eight or nine fall finishes. Rourke finally gets the pin with the package GDT in 925. And honestly, it could have gone another five minutes. I would have been happy with it. Like, that dick was really fun. Yeah, the finish uh, with the kick to the ropes and her falling in the corner and then picking her up out of the corner and hitting the the uh, rampage, basically. I mean, that's what I think of it as now, um, which is also one of Dan Housen's finishers. Uh, it, it looked good. It was a good, solid finish. Like, he caught her off guard 
and capitalized and i like that finish it was very good uh it was a surprising end and i really enjoyed the match it was really good i want to see more well absolutely all right go from there we move to the tournament for tomorrow tournament and it is the shook crew bobby orlando and Bryce donovan taking on ephemera Ida carrillo and saint jack dupont of course we mentioned a little bit earlier about ephemera uh, name change and like gimmick change earlier, yeah, earlier on in the show here. Mm-hmm. But another tag match, though. I don't know. Maybe I just feel like tag matches should go longer than singles match. It can both cake and put another one. I felt like, like a few minutes too short. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it felt, like, it felt like it was just getting going and then it would go. Yeah, maybe it's just due to time constraints. They had to, to do it that way. But I mean, I'm not tag matches, I guess, can be made to go longer because you got more people in the match. To try to, you know, you could spread that time out a little bit more, but I'm all for shorter tag matches. It doesn't really bother me too much. As long as you have a real good hot finish that makes sense, I'm good with it. Yeah, and I love Ephemera teamwork early on. They're doing a lot of quick tag in the early going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a just really smooth tag team wrestling from them. Uh, it was surreal pinning Orlando with a croc arm DDT. I'm not sure what she called it for the, for the win in about nine minutes. Yeah, it looks real Again, nice. It, I like that DDT. It looked it looked smooth. Yeah, it it, it felt like it felt like the heat kick went was just too short. Like a nine minute match, and then really about three or four minutes in before you started with the heat, and then by like the seven minute mark, you're at the hot tag already. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna go with the tag team formula with the hot tag, I think you need a longer heat kick than what we got here. Why could I probably could have used a couple more minutes? Man, we're breaking stuff way down way more than we usually do. <laughs> <laughs> we, we usually we don't go into like talking about heat and shine and, and and finishes and everything else we just kind of yeah this is a good match and this is what happened and yeah i, I liked it now we're, we're going in we don't like this here's what they need to do they got it this is where this is should, should happen da, 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 da. and i'm like man i'm sure we'll go like another week before we talk about any of this stuff again i don't I, I try not to throw too much of this stuff in because I don't want to be an insider quote unquote podcast either. Right. But yeah, but at, at the same time, if it's with that convention of disbelief, there are certain things that start taking you out of it. And it this here, it's like, okay, I, I really couldn't get into the comeback because I didn't really feel like they were far enough in peril for the comeback to really kick in. One of those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was fine. I thought it was an okay match. Like I said, I like, faster tag matches it doesn't have to be a whole lot for me so i thought this was perfect and length. yeah yeah and not every match needs to follow that the tag formula either with i think it's part of my problem as well every tag match that i mean anywhere lately is following that tag formula yeah okay before the main event we do get an extended video package we need more oh, dives to the outside on these shows if i'm not getting seven dives in the first match something's wrong here if we're not getting 45 Cooper kick and what could to be a blood feud in the opening match <laughs> that we're going to see in six months. And they're going to pretend like they've faced off for the first time ever in that match. So, you know, <laughs> beautiful thing about a story, no And we could be talking about 18 different companies right now. No one can know which one we're actually referring to. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I think we were referring to two different ones <laughs> quite honestly, but more than likely, but you know what? It's very much of a, if, if you instantly think of a promotion, when I, we say that, you're probably right. Okay. Now we get an extended video package regarding the competitor in the round robin challenge and their history with each other. This was very well done. I would have rather seen Nick in the first episode rather than here in the second. That's going to be my only nitpick for it. Oh, the, uh, the extended promo. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, but we've already seen one of the round robin matches now, and now you're putting the promo trying to trying to push over the importance of it. I would have done that on the first show. Ah, maybe it wasn't ready by the first show. Possible, but we do get the main event in the round robin challenge. Matt McCalkey against Wheeler Yuta. Uh, we've seen a lot of Wheeler Yuta, not as much of Matt McCalkey, although I have seen a couple of things of him go. Uh, what I do like here is they did uh, tell you what these guys have been doing outside of Beyond as well. And they did that with the Tony Depp and Chris Dickinson match as well. They kind of pushed that in Ring of Honor versus New Japan based on what they've currently done. And they do the same thing here. They mentioned where you'd have been working with Ring of Honor with the Pure Tournament and things like that to try to get over what they're doing here with the Ground Robin Challenge. Uh, they did try to push this over at a big dream match. One of the announcers compared this to Don Kernodo against Hardboiled Haggerty. Now, uh, I'm assuming that 95% of our listeners have no idea who Haggerty is for sure and probably don't know Kenodal either. Yeah, that's, I mean, again, that's your, your age is showing for you because you know exactly who they are, don't you? Uh, Don Kernodal, I'm I am familiar with because he had a, he used to team with Carson Slaughter. They had a great feud with Ricky Steamboat and Jay Youngblood in, in the Carolina in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Hardboiled Haggerty, I know the name. If I've seen more than one of his matches, I, I, would, I would be surprised. Because he was out of wrestling like before that, he that name's way back. Yeah, so this that comparison doesn't exactly work, but you also know it definitely supposed to be a ton and cheek comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it doesn't have to work. But Matt Mikowski hits a doctor bomb in this match that I popped huge for. Uh, I love the doctor bomb. I, I think more uh, strong big men should use it. I think it's a badass move. Uh, and it should finish matches. It shouldn't just be a one-two kick out. It should be a, f- a match finisher because I would use it as a finish. Um, Mikowski, like every time I've seen him, he's like every time I see him, he gets better and better. Like, holy shit, man. Yeah, if, if they're a uh, most improved category in the independent award this year, I think Mikowski got to be in the running for it. I mean, every time, like I swear to God, man, like he was good, I want to say a year or two ago when I saw him. And we watched a bunch of his work, and he's just on another level this year, even further. So it's just, wow, I am, I'm truly impressed. And I know he's going to be in Paradigm soon uh, for their UWFI roles, so I think he's going to flourish in that. I can't wait to see what he does in those. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, man, he's he really impressed me in this match. And the, and the finish with the, what I thought he was setting up for the um, – the burning hammer off the rope and he just popped them over into the arm bar. That was the cross arm breaker. Good stuff. Yeah. I, I popped huge for that finish. Uh, you'd have got a beautiful flying elbow drop. He had at one point in the match. What I did like with this one though, is that they were getting into the near folk at the end, every move looked a little bit bigger than the last one. And every move was a little bit bigger than the last one. And then you get that finish where they're going for something big and it's still big, but it's really not as big as you're expecting because of the way they went with it. But it wasn't like some kind of, okay, we've just beat the shit out of each other for 25 minutes, hitting everything under the gun. Here's a quick roll-up. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't at that level. It was still something that something you tell was devastating, had some impact, but wasn't quite that, on that next level. I actually enjoyed how they built to that finish. Right, yeah. it was. I'm, I'm impressed, man. I can't wait to see the rest of these matches, so... I guess now I need to go watch episodes three and four. So, okay, well, four is not up yet. You put that, you had that on your schedule for earlier, right? Right. That's what I'm saying. Once four airs, I'll watch episodes three and four back to back. That'll give me two hours. Maybe we'll cover those next week since we haven't planned anything for next week. <laughs> I'm kind of like invested now that we've watched the first two. <laughs> 
and we haven't really covered beyond. So like beyond is like the premier promotion for IWTV. Like they had the weekly series prior to this. They were the first company to have a weekly series before COVID and they put on big matches. I mean, they ran for, was it like two, three hours every, I want to say it was every Wednesday or Thursday, third day, third day. I think. Yeah. Every Thursday they ran at, at least two, two and a half hours and they brought in prom- like, wrestlers from all over the u.s for these shows like it was a big deal everybody was appointment viewing for indie wrestling fans like i know a lot of aiw fans tuned in every single week my twitter was filled with people watching it every single week so i mean it's it was appointment viewing beyond is the premier promotion for iwtv so i guess we really should have started off with them way back when but here it is almost a year later we're just getting into them now um but I highly recommend them. If you've never watched Beyond before, definitely check this series out. Definitely give this a shot. And if you like this, then go back and watch those other Beyond shows. Those ones are awesome. Like I said, they're like two hours, two and a half. Some of them might even be longer. Uh, their yearly like big show of the year is America Rana. Check that out. And, and look at the lineup here for Epic Code 3 and 4 because we brought it up here. Epic Code 3, Attica Cover against Jody Threat. Ooh. Faith in Nothing against Milk Chocolate in the Tournament for Tomorrow. Matt McCalkey, Tony Deppin in the Round Robin Challenge. That's Epic Code 3. And then Epic Code 4, you're looking at Richard Holiday against Megabyte Ronnie. Mike Verna and Rex Lawlick against The Bird and the Bee in the Tournament for Tomorrow. And then Chris Dickinson and Weaver Yuta in the Round Robin Challenge. Look are two great fucking lineups. Yeah. yeah. Even if we don't end up covering Epic Code 3 and 4, watch them. Hell, wait for Epic Epic Code Theory. Wait for Epic Code to come out, binge them all at once. We'll take about five hours. <laughs> we think you're all following it about 50, at the 50 minute marker. No. Take a, take a day off and binge them if you, feel, if you feel you need to. Yeah, the show I was referring to earlier, too, that was a two hour show was Uncharted Territory. Uh, they did two seasons of it. Check those out. They were awesome. There's lots of awesome, like, first time matchups. I believe they even had some storylines going on there. So, you know, that's always fun. Weekly storyline wrestling uh, with indie wrestlers. So, I mean, it's great stuff. Definitely check it out. And yeah, don't binge all those in one night. You'll, you'll end up going great. Maybe they're, they're looking at them. <laughs> those are a little bit longer. Yeah, that would yeah, that's gonna take you a bit. But uh, if you use code beyond, you can get five free days if you haven't signed up before. So, I mean, then you have five days to watch beyond wrestling. Use code beyond. And that might be enough time to get all of 31 of those Uncharted Territory episodes. <laughs> all right, man. So thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Like a thumbs up. I have oh, absolutely. Yeah. Thumbs up for me as well. Uh, I guess like that was I'm a like- silly question, but we always, you know, gotta. that's our that's our thing, I guess, for right now. Yeah, and, and, and you can see here, though, it's like we, again, we did kind of break some of these matches down a little bit more than we normally do. We found fault with some of the matches, but that doesn't mean we didn't enjoy the show. That just proves we paid attention to the shows. <laughs> if if everything we say is, oh, it was just a really good match, and, and, and we have a few notes here and there, maybe some of us didn't pay attention to them. Some of us did, and and just they didn't hold our attention or this or that. But if we mention some very specific things about it, it's because it was really good. It really held our attention, and we really enjoyed what we saw. Maybe we didn't like certain aspects, but the overall presentation is awesome, and I like it. Uh, we've had a couple of shows on here that we've reviewed that I really did not like, and trust me, I paid attention to those damn shows. <laughs> well, that's you. That's not me, because 
there's been times that people may not have noticed, but I totally just let you handle the entire review. And I filled in with like, yeps and what the finish might've been because that's about as much attention as I could put into what that show was. Uh, now that's not necessarily always a, a, a good thing on my part. Um, sometimes, you know, life is just not letting me enjoy wrestling, but, uh, other times, you know, if I don't enjoy it, I don't enjoy it. I can't, I can't make it perfect. So <laughs> if you could make it perfect, you'd probably be booking a promotion complaint and we wouldn't be doing the show. Well, you know, never say never. Let's just put it that way. And you know, a lot of people that think they can make it perfect that do run show and don't know what they're doing either. But mm-hmm. yeah, they like book referees like Jared Hawkins on shows. Jesus. You know what? Fuck off. <laughs> oh, that's right. They don't book you anymore. Fuck off. I wasn't, I wasn't aware it was a two for one deal. <laughs> got canceled and you got canceled. Uh, <sighs> I thought we weren't mentioning that name on like any podcast ever. Oh, I'm going to bleep it, but the okay. people are going to know. And our uh, people will know anyway. And now the only referee that I will, uh, the only two referees that I will give a thumbs up on are Xavier and, uh, Tom Dunn. So I'll give a thumbs up to Xavier who Tom Dunn ever beat. Oh, the Dundertaker. Well, now you're getting <laughs> choke slammed by him. Sorry about your damn luck, pal. No, I, I kid. I've worked a lot with Tom Dunn. I like Tom. <laughs> I did get a clip, uh, a clip on Facebook a day or two ago of Xavier Franklin hitting somebody with a fucking cutter, and I, I popped huge for it. Really? I didn't see that. Yeah. I, uh, check Arthur McArthur page, I think, on Facebook. Okay. He, post, he posted a clip the other day. I think it was Kim that posted it the other day. Okay. Okay. I'll have to check Come that outdoor out. show. Come play. I popped, I popped huge for it. Now, that might be why I was on Facebook. I'm not on there very often. So I'll have to check that out, I guess. I pop in from time to time and post random shit. And react to Clerks 2 meme. Well, yeah, because it's Clerks 2, dude. Come on. Yeah. You know? A fantastic movie. If there weren't already like 55 Kevin Smith podcast, I would do one. But Yeah, there's a definitive one now, so we don't really have to worry about it. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Of which I will be doing an episode, like Stacy said last week. I'll be doing an episode eventually. All right. Uh, well, get your plugs in, homie. All right. You can follow me on Twitter at RefJayhawk. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Jayhawk1539. Follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash RefJayhawk. And I am always accepting referee booking. You can uh, DM me on Twitter or you can send me an email to RefJayhawk at gmail.com. I do. I am willing to travel, and I will, am willing to work with you on rate as long as it makes sense. So. Yes, he works for cookies usually. Yeah, really? slice of pizza, you know, whatever, whatever you got, can of pop, slice of pizza. And I, I, I'm, 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 I'm getting, I'm getting to be a veteran now. It's two hot dogs and a hand. Oh shit! Look at you moving up in the world. Is that with or without onions on the hot dog? It, we, it depends, depends on how far I have to travel. We can negotiate. <laughs> Each mile is, you know, an extra condiment. <laughs> <laughs> no, it it, it all We are joking about that, but yeah, I am I am willing to travel if you need an experienced referee on your show. And I you worked with Gargano and all the big names, so I mean, you've worked with all these people. You you have you have experience. All right, and I believe you have some plugs too, sir. As always, check out our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast, At Odds with Wrestling, the Spotlight Series, and its Evolution Baby. And check out our other friends pwponderings.com use promo code pwp for five days free big starks brand mouse's wrestling adventures good company in cleveland ohio smoke and jay's barbecue kayfabe collectibles action wrestling paradigm pro wrestling and southern underground pro 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie underscore Butters, and you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IWTV Guide. Wear your mask. Black Lives Matter. Talk to you next week, everyone.